everybody, welcome to season two of Alchemist Podcast or a special episode of Alchemist Podcast, which is an extension of my blog, Alchemist in the Making. I'm your host, Kimberly Ho, an architecture graduate and a millennial who enjoys examining connections between architecture with anything and everything. Today, I have Amanda Liu with me. Hi. You may recognize her from my previous episode on the language of criticism where we were discussing about the difficulties we had to accept and face when we were learning how to receive feedback in architecture school and beyond. So today I have Amanda back on Keely because it is during the difficult times we are facing right now with the whole COVID-19 situation. And despite knowing that our industry is facing a lot of difficulties, well, not just our industry, we also are still staying in architecture. And so I guess today we're just going to be talking about why we are working in such a volatile and challenging industry. Yeah, I mean, I guess this conversation came up um, this morning when I was asking you about like just bringing it up as some suggestions or food for thought about how architecture can survive in a recession. And you happen to have, you happen to that, you know, happen to spur on a thought of something that you read on your podcast group and career and our purpose or worth. Yeah, it's true. I think uh, just recently with a lot of people just talking about their worries and struggle, one of the most uplifting comments I recently saw was somebody saying that apart from your job or being employed, what is something that you find purpose in and I think that is quite prevalent in our industry where not sure if that happened to you with fifth year but when I was sitting in my prof prac class I remember the head of prof prac back then he mentioned that architecture is literally 80% architecture and then 20% of your side hustle really and yeah yeah the realities of architecture was given to us at fifth year. It was interesting because um, when you had when you had Prof Prac, I think because I had it two years after you did, or one year after you did, they changed the course structure. So mm. that wasn't what was brought on. It was actually about how we can secure our future and think about how we like you know plan plan what type of architects we want to become. Yeah. Um, and that was more about strategizing and safeguarding our architectural career instead of, interestingly enough, the realities that you're, you were facing. Yeah, it was quite, it's quite a juxtaposition between the two advices that we've been given, I think, maybe because that there is that recurring theme that I heard, uh, especially when one of the directors from an architecture firm came and spoke to us during Prof Prac. They talked about how they were accommodating because another colleague of theirs, they have her as part-time because while she's doing architecture, her side hustle was essentially blogging, which I find it's quite interesting and quite surprising to hear firms being quite accommodating given that in architecture field, I find that it's almost impossible to work casually given that our job is quite intense as well. So I guess it depends on what field or what stage of architecture team that you're in. I feel like from a lot of like what I've heard and seen even like on Instagram and stuff, there's actually quite a lot of people who do do this in the architecture community, which is insane. And the fact that they have to do this, I don't know if that would be because it's their hobby turned side hustle or if they were doing it like strategically to 
get additional income um, from another source. A lot of fresh grads our age, like our friends, who do have or are thinking of getting casual jobs on the side on weekends just to get um, a better pay. Just, you know, graduate does, like, a graduate of architecture doesn't really get paid very well to start. Yeah, it is true. I think with that in mind, it's like, it's funny because one of the most common topics that we were always exposed to during architecture studies was saying that to know our rates and know our award rates, which... Mm-hmm. It's quite puzzling given that they only tell us about this really late in our studies and not during our studies. Mm-hmm. And we can definitely go down on a detour about this type of conversation. But I think in the events of today, given that architecture is quite a finite industry in itself. So when I mean finite, it means number of clients, the amount of land, budget, and also space, those things, those resources are quite finite, but it's about why, what keeps us motivated to keep studying this course, knowing that a lot of us get burnt out in third year, or what keeps us motivated, despite knowing that we, it's really difficult to sustain ourselves in this industry as well. I think it, honestly, for me, and I feel like for a lot of the people in our industry all comes down to like our passion for architecture spaces and the fact that we had to go through like such an intensive three and then an, an additional two years kind of like shows that but then going into the industry knowing this I feel like a lot of people are doing it to try to figure out how they can impact society not just depend like not just making profit and not just about you know building houses or developing but actually how can these designs benefit or you know make change so a lot of this stuff would come down to more like education and civic works which i feel like contrary to being a finite number even though there is a limited number of like those types of jobs it becomes more like you know architecture can become more of an asset when it is benefiting the community or like not just about houses and residential i think it's also like you have to in order to stay in architecture to some extent, I feel that most of the people now, given that there are a lot of groups who often are in discussions, like you've seen those M Pavilion discussions, mm-hmm. uh, you've seen those NGV design talks as well, you have to stay in this profession. Well, to rephrase it, you, to stay in this profession, you need to still maintain that idealistic mindset or that type of aspirational goal in terms of being humanitarian in some Mm -hmm. sense to sustain yourself within this industry and I think architecture in some sense while it is beautiful to think that you can make a huge difference based on one line or perhaps like just selecting the right materiality and crafting the good narrative and listening to your client's brief I think it's also being smart about what your goals are I feel because we want to achieve so many things but Mm -hmm. at the same time we can also burn out again from that and then it's really easy for us to become disillusioned by what we wanted to do. Because of that I feel like a lot of um, people in architecture or like the people who are surviving all of these things know what they're doing and know what they're doing and they're doing it well. Yeah that's true. I think a lot of us essentially when we become architects in this age of Instagram and also how social media becomes kind of the core of our 
communication and outreach to another world we kind of become advocates for mm-hmm. a lot of things and it's not just us really it's really mm-hmm. about this whole generation and societal shift where that because platforms are so accessible and it's so easy for people to have their opinions voiced out now that it gives us the chance to continue to use the architect as an additional leverage to also make our points even more mm-hmm. valid, I feel. Yeah, like what you said before, like those talks and mm. forums that have been popping up, a lot of them mm-hmm. have been geared towards not just architecture because we've been stuck in this little like mm. eco bubble that a lot of us want to spread the word and spread the news. Um I don't know how well that's actually working out since regardless of what happens, most of those forums, a lot of them are attended by architects. And in this sense, I feel like it makes our generation want to like lean in towards the social media platform more so just because that's a platform that we know how to use and we know how to use well. It's also a place where it is really accessible for like everyone i don't know no i think that you've made a good point that it is accessible for everybody but i wonder if the main challenge is that even though we want everybody to read it it's a matter of our demographics and who's been exposed to those stories because mm-hmm. i don't know if per se unless this this old person is extremely tech savvy then yeah maybe they would reach it and i think this goes back to that importance of algorithm like if you're looking from a marketing aspect is that are we also targeting the right points or making the right points so that it reaches our desired audience I think that is something that is unfortunately sometimes easily missed as well because we are still being boxed in a relatively niche area that sometimes people forget that our field is actually quite versatile as well. Yeah, like if we're saying if we're talking about the fact that the fact that architecture has a finite um, amount of resources, the fact that we are able to utilize these skills in alternative forms, we are able to utilize these skills to like even even look at like forensic architecture, how they're like they're able to use architecture to solve crime just based on like spatial knowledge that we have. That I feel like it's it brings up the idea of like what the like purpose of architecture now is, especially for the fact that, you know, we are, like, the world mm. is going through a recession right now. And we have seen that from the global financial crisis as well as the Asian one um, in 2000, that this type of recession, as it affects the rest of the world, it affects us equally and probably even hard, like more harshly because I'll the fact that it's dependent on the economy and the fact like and how clients need to mm. be able to afford an architect and from the gfc we can see that like for years and years and years it like it affects us and it was only in the past probably 3 years that the industry was actually booming but because of our current situation which I hope yeah. everyone's doing okay in like a major shift in in how in the impact of like the world and this type of thing is going to really like even shift the way that architect like the way that we have to think about architecture based on the things of like everyone was saying previously like there's no way we can work at home that's not possible and then like you know a week later 
everyone like everyone's forced to work from home so you have to make things happen and it's going to be interesting to see how like you know the role of our profession might shift based on this in the oncoming years yeah i agree with you on that especially when i think this is also a really big wake-up call of saying that what type of architecture do we really need to tell people or like what is the future of architecture education especially because a lot of us when we study architecture we're always told to go beyond your pragmatics and your structures of what you would expect in a firm and I know that while uni asks you to think in a different way and they rarely do prepare you for the realities of an office environment I wonder if because of this these events that and then also depending of the direction architecture companies are going to go towards in the future so for example I do I hope you don't mind me saying but like knowing some firms are now taking advantage of the situation by like looking for different targets as well like different clients then does that mean that to sustain the body the student body we need to start teaching them something that leads towards how these people are thinking as well I feel like that like that definitely needs to happen and it needs to happen before like before masters like we both had professional practice in our fifth year it was mm. semester two right semester one yeah so we both had professional practice mm. in semester one which is basically half a year before we graduated um and that's not enough time mm. um i know that you had a very different teaching and i think mm. the way that they've changed the course currently is probably more geared towards the fact that we need to figure out what like a our value is as architects and b of architects we mm. want to be but i was talking to a lot of people in our in like my cohort when we were studying um, professional practice and everyone was saying that we should have learned this in third year everyone was saying that we should have learned this at least if not third year at least in fourth year and the fact that they've already shifted like our techno like our technical component to bachelors now we are all hoping that they will start teaching this and additional professional practice in masters because I feel like that's what we really need in order to figure out you know what we what we really want to do yeah I definitely agree with you on that especially when what I think or I can what I believe lecturers should start to consider is that if you want to have a good reputation for university sometimes it's really just beyond the ideas we can still stay creative if you do give us a subject on that but at the same time you should still prepare us a foundation like there is a sense of mm -hmm. responsibility that to prepare us a foundation so that at least we know what it is like to practice i mean if this is one way of just perhaps helping architecture firms to select the students they want to in practice then what happens to those people who don't work in arc who can't Forward to find working architecture because they lack those skills as well then do we blame the students who did not start like or not blame them but do we say that the students should have been more responsible for themselves and finding a job right at the start of like the studies yeah. or um, yeah like how much incentive do we need to put in in comparison to how much aid do we need to be given when we're in uni as well because even if we have student associations telling us to know our rights and building connections 
ultimately, it's not just that. It's not just the clients and the connections. It's also whether it is possible to build projects now because of what's happening. Like you keep seeing all these competitions increasing and competitions are changing now. It's not like, I don't know how to say this, it's not like being there first, but how do you win people over despite those people not being educated mm-hmm. either? So it, it is tough, but looking on the bright side, some people do come into architecture not expecting to stay in architecture. Like we've got friends who are working in different fields. Yeah, yeah, actually one of my friends went into architecture because they didn't know what they were going to be doing. <laughs> It's an um, interesting thing I to mean, go into not knowing what you want to do. <laughs> yeah, he'll be laughing if he figures out that I'm talking about <laughs> him. But he's doing really well now. He, I would like to actually have him on board one day to see what are his plans and how he's going so far. But he, after he left architecture, like finished bachelor's, he said, I'm not going to mm-hmm. come back. And he stayed true to his words. He did not come back. He's did a lot of his own startups. He's constantly learning. But the best thing about him is that he's always open to share his what mm-hmm. he's learned as well. And yeah, if it hadn't been for him, I don't think I would have been able to start this podcast, to be honest. So it's really interesting to see there are different people who are just making the most of architecture in very different yeah. ways. So, Was that someone that you met during... Yeah, well, somebody I met during my bachelor's, we met, I've came across him a few times in uni in first semester and first year, but never had a proper interaction with him until second semester. So he's a good friend of Vince and I, and because he knew Vince previously, they did drawing together, and we ended up in a comms class, and that's how we got to know each other. And then we also did tech in environments together, drove me nuts as always (laughs) you know how it is and so but we just stayed in touch because I really respect him and I really I don't know I just really have a big respect for him in the way he does things and the way he carries with life so so I think that's why like he's probably a really positive outcome of somebody who has studied architecture despite not continuing architecture but yeah you never know like I do know somebody else who left architecture because they were interested in fashion which I find it's hilarious it's such a common thread architecture and fashion have such interesting connections um she took podcast on that <laughs> oh yeah I'm planning to have a guest to come on to that I just need to see if they'll reply back to me I'm not sure um so but then afterwards decides to come back to finish their masters so you never know really and there are other ways yeah, there are a couple, yeah, I think there's a couple of people who I know of that went on to teaching after grad, after graduating bachelor's, and then mm. there's a few of our friends who have gone into visualization. Yeah, so it's pretty interesting what the pathways are for people who don't continue architecture. Definitely. I think some things people don't realize is that when we go into architecture, our whole perception of architecture is definitely gone. Like our whole stereotypical impressions of it completely disappears. And the nice thing about it is that this then helps us open up other doors. Like we're not focusing on the one that we initially perceived, but really about the other things as well, which I think is quite exciting. So, mm-hmm. 
I would like to see whether those people regret it that they articulate whether that where they are now. I know that architecture to an extent did play some part in leading them to that direction, but at the same time, I wonder if they had a chance to do it all over again. Given that they know that where they do want to be in the end, would they have studied something that may have catered better towards where they are now? I don't know. I feel like there's that. Then if you talk to people outside of our specific industry, but still in the creative industry, so um, my cousin works in the film industry, and um, she was saying the same thing back to me because I was thinking of、um, transitioning to film. But she was like, she was like, the fact that you did architecture says a lot about you because you could survive it. <laughs> So, if you see things on the positive side, there's always going to be something that you get out of it. And the fact that everyone, well, like a lot of people, everyone in the creative industry knows how hard architecture is.、Mm. <laughs> I feel like everyone does in the like, it's like in the creative industry. The fact that we have to kind of be the jack of all trades, skill profession, jack of all trades profession, a little、yeah. bit, even though we're so specialized, it. Allows us to get into other things,、um, which is, I feel like, good. That's actually why I stayed in architecture. <laughs> <laughs> I was,、um, I think I might have told you this, but I wanted to go into interiors. Oh.、Um, I didn't get into interiors, so I did architecture as、um, a, like, as a way to bridge into interiors. Oh. But then,、um, being like, hey, look. Technically, I can still do interiors with an architecture degree, and I can do architecture, and we learn a hell of a lot more skills here. So that's actually why I stuck with it in second year, or like that was my reasoning for first year. <laughs>、um, but then by the time I got to third year, I really like I think Laura Harper was a really good tutor for me.、Mm. Um, sense of connecting a lot of things, a lot of like my side hobbies.、Um, Into architecture, so that third year was like pretty crucial for me in how my perception of architecture was developed. Yeah, I think it's interesting to hear that. Even though when people are surprised that our course is quite long, but sometimes I believe that we do need those duration of times, those periods to flesh out what we really want in. Or like, what type of architect we want to become, really, towards the end. So that's interesting that you did consider in interior because for me, I got into architecture because I almost got into interiors. I was very convinced that I got won over by what the comments said to me on the panel. I'm so gullible, but it was well like when I told my parents about it, they said that probably it's better to start in a field that is quite broad, and then you can narrow down what you want to do. Although having said, I think there is another layer that I I've never studied interior. I haven't done an elective related to interior, but I wonder have we also missed out areas that could have been specific for interior as well? So that's something I'll have to find out one day. I mean, I think we, in a way, did in third year. Um, one of my group members for tech, she was in interiors,、um, taking architecture units so that she could bridge if、mm. she wanted after her honors. And like 
because she was like one of my group members i was asking her questions about interiors and i was just like oh my god this is like exactly what i wanted to do oh, yeah. <laughs> because it is more about atmospheric visualization more than it is about i feel like architecture is very political in uni oh please architecture is so political <laughs> like one of the topics that i prepared in my excel spreadsheet says architecture is politics do not argue <gasps> with me on that <laughs> It's so political, especially when you oh, start yeah. reading the news. That's the reason why I founded this whole blog situation. It's because I see connections between a lot of things. Yeah. I mean, like, even this, even though we're going on tangents, even this, like, episode was, you know, founded or structured by the fact that we are in a dire situation, our profession's in a dire situation based on the economy. Mm. But... I mean, that's basically what it is when you go into architecture, mm -hmm. it'll be political. But then, having said that, I wonder if the other fields that we are involved with, like the other side has also, like saying that you're now finding time in examining with videography as well as, mm -hmm. I guess, crafts and such. Whereas I'm finding, trying to find my avenues in writing and perhaps like illustration. Or I think to some extent, like, architecture still plays an integral role to the reasons why we are motivated to do these things ultimately i think for me yeah. at least it's because i just find the excitement in talking about these things a lot so i don't know about you but for me i think it's just like videography and all of the crafts that i'm doing is is something again that was founded in third year or like kind of founded seeded it was seated mm. third year, but it was something that I was always wanting to experiment. A few times I have considered dropping out of architecture and going straight into this, but I feel like my passion for architecture as well as all of these kind of go hand in hand and I feel like they can work together. Is why I've not given up on either of them. And because now that I've graduated and having full time like having a full time work gives us um, the routine that we need in order to figure out what other things we can do? I don't know where I'm going with this. No, no, I think from what you were saying from the comment, just to perhaps extend on what you're saying, is that I think in some ways architecture becomes the anchor because it's what led us to these interests, right? Like, yeah, I don't yeah, think yeah. I would have picked, I don't think I would have picked back up watercolor if I hadn't seen an, architect, uh, an architecture photographer's work, really. Like, I don't think I would have picked back up or like I think like the reason why I start scrap journaling so much it's because I'm trying to find relaxation and escape away from what I do from every day and that might have I think that's probably the reason for you as well given that you seem to be yeah. agreeing with me so. <laughs> yeah 100% most of my photography adventures usually just end up being like of like buildings or flat lays of buildings or or something to do with like perspective, which a lot of the people that I follow on Instagram as well, you know, who do similar things, they all actually have an architecture background. <laughs> but even with like videography, I think the fact that all of these things um, come from the fact that I can visualize the angles and I can visualize, you know, what type of stories that we want to tell is because of the fact that in architecture school, we had to learn all of these skill sets, we had to figure out, you know, 
how we want to narrate our design to mm. a panel of judges. We needed to know how to render and get the best angles for our buildings. And then even though what I do want to do with videography is slightly different, the fact that they're like the fact that I have all of these skill sets from architecture is sort of like why it's the side hobby and not the primary focus. Even if I look back at architecture how architecture has played influence i was like i love teaching right now that is one of my other secondary jobs i do which is teaching about architecture and i think it's because of the ideas and the theories that i get from architecture and being able to put that back into the cohort or in the industry itself that's something that i really do enjoy and i think coming from both of us it's because given that we love the atmospheric presence and also the spatial perceptions it's like that type of spatial consequences sorry to quote an architect was saying that it's those spatial perceptions and spatial depths that make that has given us an avenue to find joy in and also take advantage of that which I think you don't easily get in other industries so I think that's why that's the reason why we study architecture is because that we then pave ourselves a lot of possible opportunities and yeah it's quite an adventurous one and i feel like in times like this when Mm. we need to be flexible and open-minded on like you know not just us as architects but like architects slash architecture graduates just in times of like you know recession or like hardship everyone you need needs to be flexible and have an open mind about you know the types of things they're taking on i feel like you know this is almost (laughs) badly bad way to put it but this has tried to prepare us for these types of struggles or times where like it is easier to be open-minded when you have a range of skills and stuff to use (laughs) i mean but as a way to close this conversation off or to wrap this little special intro or special to season two is that if you think about it, we've seen so many architects who have branched out beyond just designing buildings. Like I think almost every architect has their own chair. <laughs> like come on design something else okay a so table for... or a shoe <laughs> i know okay no 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 actually zaha did d- design a shoe except i don't think oh, you yes. can walk in it unless you're a model for it, like xander mcqueen <laughs> have you seen the armadillo shoes you cannot yeah. walk in those in alexander mcqueen like but <laughs> do those models have sacrificed their feet thank you thank you have you tried walking zaha did shoes but um <laughs> And we weren't told to look at firms who are doing things beyond architecture, right? But then the question is, what is architecture? And that question is always an open-ended one. Well, more like an open-ended answer, but in my opinion, it's still an open-ended question, given that architecture is always used in different industries as well. So, anyhow, do you have any closing comments, Amanda? No. that's okay well thanks for joining me as always and thank you for joining us guys so 
I am officially on other platforms now. Hip hip hooray. Finally got myself on Google, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Please subscribe if you could because that would help me get some more responses and perhaps comments and suggestions from other people who are who may have other topics that they would like to discuss. But in the meantime, we'll see you for another episode. Bye!